from the Palatial Corporate Report Studios in Western Japan, it's time for the third annual Real Fake News Awards. In tonight's much-anticipated gala, we dishonor the stupidest fake news stories, dumbest mainstream media faceplants, and most laughably incorrect reporting of the past year with the coveted Dinos of Shame. Which media organization will take home the most dinos for their dishonest reporting? Will the Dissembler-in-Chief retain his title as Fake News Purveyor of the Year for his lies about Syria? Or will a different liar come along to take his place? Find out in this year's exciting broadcast. But first, a word from our sponsors. Google. Putting the goo in YouTube since 2006. The ADL. Shut up, conspiracy theorists, or we'll throw you in jail. And Exxon. Those aren't X's in our logo. And now, your host for tonight's proceedings, Ricky Gervais. Yeah, no, uh, looks like Ricky isn't going to make it, so you're just going to have to settle for me. James Corbett, CorbettReport.com, here to host the third annual Real Fake News Awards, where we dishonor the worst fake news stories of the previous year. And it's great to see the VIP guests who have assembled for tonight's show, but you can wipe that smug look off your face. Just because Ricky Gervais isn't here doesn't mean anyone's going to go easy on you tonight. I'm looking at you, Tom Hanks. No, you preening, pretentious prima donnas, you millionaire socialists and fake news media accomplices, just because you arrived here in your private jets, provided perhaps by your friend Jeffrey Epstein, does not mean that you are going to be able to come up here and lecture us, the general public, about our moral failings, or wring your hands about the problem of fake news spreading on social media, and how do we stop it, uh, as told to us by the very liars who are spreading that fake news online. No, sorry, that's not how this works. How does this work, you might ask? Well, you will know that earlier this week I did call on the Corbett Report members to nominate some of the worst fake news offenders of the previous year, and nominate they did, I will include a link to that thread on CorbettReport.com so people can read through it. There were lots of great submissions and ideas for awards for worst fake news stories of 2019. Too many, in fact, for us to cram into this awards ceremony. So uh, I will suggest that you go there and take a, a read through all of those submissions and the various links that have been provided by the diligent, hardworking Corbett Report community. Thank you again. Couldn't do it without you. So let's get straight into this because we have a lot of information to go through tonight. And we're going to start with the award for the fakest narrative about a contextless internet video, which goes to... CNN, The Washington Post, and NBC Universal for their misreporting on the Covington High School students. You all remember that viral video from January of 2019, surely. (laughs) 
and you'll no doubt recall the type of commentary that that video provoked from the lying liars of the mainstream media and their accomplices from the celebrity universe. The video is from Friday's Indigenous People's March in Washington. Now, the students from Covington Catholic High School can be seen jeering and chanting at a drummer who is an elder from the Omaha tribe. The viral video sweeping the internet of a mob of MAGA hat wearing high school students surrounding a Native American chanting and drumming in the nation's capital. It is disturbing. Students mocking a Native American man. Some of them harassing and jeering at a Native American elder. The situation came to a head when that young man there, wearing a Make America Great Again hat, got right in his face and didn't move. And, if you were really paying attention, you'd remember how footage shortly thereafter emerged to put that video into context and show that the narrative that had been created around it was completely 180 degrees opposite to reality. You little dirty ass crackers, your day coming. Your day coming. This is a bunch of future A bunch of babies made out of insects. So how exactly did all these austere media organizations and astute political pundits get it so wrong? Because f context, that's why. What, there's a, there's a viral video spreading around on Twitter? Well, let's just report on it without doing any reporting or any research into the video. How it was edited, by whom, where and how it was distributed, and what happened before or after the cameras started rolling. Let's not look into any of that. This is 2019, 2020, people. Come on, it's not even the 24-7 news cycle. It's not even the story of the hour news cycle. Now it's the story of what is trending on Twitter this precise minute. And we will do precisely no research on it before reporting on it. That's the way the mainstream media rolls in this day and age as you may have noticed. And to be fair, this dino could have gone to pretty much any mainstream media outlet that reported on it because they all contributed to this story one way or another. But the dino of shame goes in particular to CNN, The Washington Post, and NBC Universal because those are three of the specifically named defendants in some of the lawsuits that have been filed by Nick Sandman, the head Covington student that received much of the abuse. Uh, from these media outlets, and perhaps the dino will be the least of these media organizations' worries because they are facing, uh, well, a combined uh, lawsuit between the three organizations of $800 million. Uh, the $250 million defamation suit against the Washington Post is still ongoing, but CNN did just recently settle their suit for an undisclosed sum. So, at least some version of, if not justice, at least retribution is taking place for this particular fake news uh, story. Probably too little too late, but at any rate, there are, as I say, no end to the dishonorable mentions that we could tag on to this award because pretty much every mainstream media uh, that reported on it did contribute to this story. But 
A special dishonorable mention goes to the National National Review for their cringe-inducing rant, the Covington students might as well have just spit on the cross. But, to their credit, at least they did take that post down. They retracted it. They publicly apologized for printing complete nonsense based on manipulated evidence and based on absolutely not one shred of an original research or reporting. So, at the very least, they did, do, they did go that far to retract and apologize for their terrible fake news reporting, which, to be fair, is a lot more than most media organizations do. So, dishonorable uh, mention to the National Review. But again, pretty much every media outlet that piled on to those Covington High School students deserves their share of this dino. Uh, an extra special hat tip to Corbett Report commenter Kit8642, who in the nominations for these awards at CorbettReport.com goes into more detail about the suspicious sourcing of this viral video clip and the sock puppet Twitter account that was used to promote it. Some very interesting and bizarre details in there that I will invite you to go and read for yourselves. I will put the link to that in the show notes for this award ceremony. Yes, <laughs> yes, folks, this award ceremony comes with show notes. <laughs> Take that, Oscars, Grammys, Golden Globes. All right, let's move on to the next dino. This year, we have an award for the fakest false flag cover-up of the year, which goes to CBS News for Chemical Weapons Watchdog OPCW Defends Siri Report as Whistleblower Claims Bias. Now, this report swirls around the remarkable documents and whistleblower testimony that has emerged in recent months surrounding the OPCW, the Organization for the Prohibition of Chemical Weapons, investigation into the false flag chemical attack that was alleged to have taken place in Duma in the spring of 2018, and which led to the Trump administration's second round of false flag-inspired Syria strikes. Although, as we now know, that report was a tissue of lies. OPCW losing credibility as even more revelations surface on Duma. This coming via fantastic work of Caitlin Johnstone on her Steemit account during a recent BBC radio interview. Award-winning journalist Jonathan Steele said that he attended a briefing by a new whistleblower from the Organization for the Prohibition of Chemical Weapons, OPCW investigation, into that alleged 2018 chemical attack in Duma, Syria, who claimed that the OPCW suppressed his findings, which contradicted the organization's official conclusion that a chlorine gas attack had taken place. This, according to Steele, is a second whistleblower coming forward on the OPCW's Duma investigation. Of course, that was the first time that Trump was really cheered on. Ah, he's starting to bomb countries. Well, now he's presidential. The first whistleblower being the leaker of an engineering assessment document which surfaced this past May, contradicting the OPCW's official ballistics report, which the organization hid from the public. This goes into the heart of the nature of false flag operations, how and why they are perpetrated, and how they can actually be exposed. And of course, of course, we're never going to have the 
CNN article to come out and say, oops, oh, it turns out this was all a hoax. And look, this was all part of a false flag operation that was designed to draw the American military response and uh, draw them into uh, it's basically save the terrorists who were being routed out of Eastern Ghouta at that time. I, I, we're never going to get that out of this, but we are going to get all of these pieces that are being diligently reported on from many different angles in the independent media, and this is the documentable, verifiable, hard fact, actual emails and documents, information that we can be putting in front of the normies in our lives right now to break the tool of false flag terror in the propagandist's face. For those who have been following it, this story about the OPCW cover-up and its exposure through whistleblower testimony and insider documents is one of the most remarkable stories of 2019 that most people haven't been following. If you haven't followed it, please go back to episode 368 of the Corporate Report podcast where I did a detailed breakdown of this story and a timeline of just what unfolded over the past several months. But in this remarkable piece of stenography, I hesitate to call it journalism, uh, chemical weapons watchdog OPCW defends Syria report as whistleblower claims bias, the CBS News slash AFP reporting, reporting team regurgitate the assertions of the OPCW unquestioningly, and they call anyone pointing to the multiple whistleblower stories and documents as, quote, Russia and its allies. In fact, in the entire 23-paragraph story, little more than a few sentences are devoted to summarizing in the briefest of uh, contextless, detailless uh, lines the whistleblower complaints and dismisses them immediately as a Russian ploy, uh, which does not address, oddly enough, in any degree of detail, the actual concerns that were raised by the OPCW workers or how or why they are Russian or Russian allies for pointing to evidence that undermines the official story of the Duma attack. Now, the saddest part of this award is that this dino has to go to the CBS News and AFP team that worked on this story because this is the only mainstream media outlet that has given any coverage whatsoever to this story. Other than the Hitchens blog on Mail on Sunday or Robert Fisk at The Independent, nothing even approaching a mainstream media outlet has even acknowledged the existence of this scandal other than this CBS News piece, which simply unquestioningly regurgitates the OPCW's blanket denials. Uh, and this despite the fact that, of course, many mainstream media outlets gave coverage, even detailed headline coverage like the BBC, about the OPCW final report when it was released. And yet, they have absolutely nothing, nothing whatsoever to say about this remarkable scandal and these details that document the process by which the OPCW has attempted and, well, going by the mainstream media, successfully covered up their own failings in this regard. It's a remarkable story. And so thank you to all of the Corporate Report members who did suggest this story in the comments section. And 
As I say, there will be links in the show notes for you to do more research and find out more details about this story. Let's move on to the next award. This year, the award for the fakest climate crusade of the year goes to... Time Magazine for 2019 Person of the Year, Greta Thunberg. Yes, Time's fawning puff piece lionizing the autistic teenager's temper tantrums caps a meticulously planned PR campaign that has leveraged a lifetime of childhood abuse, trauma, and conditioning to create the Greta Thunberg Inc. phenomenon, a worldwide propaganda campaign which has only been made possible through the active complicity of the fake news corporate media. People are suffering. People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction, and all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? Greta Thunberg is taking on climate change head-on, pulling no punches. Her passionate speeches have drawn attention all over the world. 16-year-old climate activist Greta Thunberg joins us for her first live U.S. television interview. The teenager made headlines last year with her solitary strike against climate change. We're now joined by Greta Thunberg. She has been named one of Time Magazine's most influential teens of 2018. The Swedish teenager who has helped galvanize this movement. So the march ends here at Battery Park, and one of the highlights of this portion will be hearing from 16-year-old Greta Thunberg. Yes, I dare say, even if you have been living under a rock for the past year, you will have heard of the How Dare You campaign by this point. But what is still emerging, and what still very few are aware of, are the multiple lines of evidence that point to the fact that the How Dare You campaign has been, from its very inception, a corporate greenwashing effort designed to steer the public toward a corporate-sponsored Green New Deal that will lead the world towards the financialization of nature. And if you have no idea what any of those terms or what that sentence means, I will exhort you to check out the links that I will provide in the show notes for this award so that you can find out more about this. I will include a link to the exhaustively detailed and documented multi-part article series The Manufacturing of Greta Thunberg by Corey Morningstar, which lays out exactly how this campaign has been orchestrated by an international consortium of lavishly funded non-profit groups and their corporate and financial backers. I will also give a give some links to researcher Ian Davis, who has laid out a similar line of research in both article and video format for his site, in-this-together.com. Greta Thunberg appeared on the world stage in August 2018 after staging a one-girl protest outside the Swedish parliament. 
swept up on a wave of public imagination, Greta has become the poster girl for the climate emergency, an emergency which a recent study shows could be practically eradicated by planting billions of trees. A relatively inexpensive and some would say quite pleasant solution. However, we're not going for the inexpensive pleasant solution. Instead, the millions of people around the world who are panicking about the climate emergency are protesting in support of the United Nations favoured solution. That solution is the creation of a $100 trillion carbon bond market. It won't do anything to reduce CO2 emissions, but then it's not designed to. Yes, you could hardly ask for any more evidence that the Greta Thunberg campaign has been a carefully crafted PR psyop. But you could get it. Yes, even more evidence and information has been emerging in recent months, including last month in December of 2019, when it emerged that a documentary crew had been following and filming Greta since her very first sidewalk school strike when as the Greta PR machine would have it, she was just a single, solitary student all by herself holding a handmade sign in front of the Swedish parliament, and no one knew of her or what she was doing except for the documentary team that was there ready with cameras rolling from the very moment of her campaign uh, emergence. Yeah, right. Uh, it has also emerged that Greta's parents, themselves Swedish celebrities, have been attempting to make Greta a celebrity for years, pitching a series of six to eight half-hour episodes of a reality TV show about Greta and her climate activism to Swedish broadcaster SVT when she was just 12 years old. And SVT regrets now that they didn't take the Tunbergs up on this generous offer because, well, ka-ching, ka-ching. It would have been very good for them at this point. Uh, yet more evidence continues to emerge. In fact, just in the past couple of weeks, we saw a recent Facebook glitch which revealed that Greta Tunberg's Facebook account, purporting to be the outpourings of this earnest teenage crusader, is in fact managed by her father and a climate activist in India who serves as a delicate delegate at the UN uh, Climate Change Organization by the name of Adarsh Prathap. Uh, of course, none of these inconvenient facts about Greta make their way into t Time magazine's peon to Greta, anointing her as the most important person of 2019. Instead, the piece outlines the vulnerabilities that have been played upon uh, by Greta's parents and other exploitative adults in Greta's life, demonstrate how she has been conditioned into a psychotic state of panic and paraded in front of cameras to lecture the world about her delusions. I want you to panic. I want you to feel the fear I feel every day. And then I want you to act. And yet, time lauds this, uh, this abused child as a standard-bearer in generational battle and avatar of youth activists across the globe. Although, once again, there are no shortage of media outlets that are responsible for participating in the abuse of Greta Thunberg. 
I think time, anointing her as the most important person of the year, certainly deserves a special place and a special dino dishonor for taking that abuse to the next level. We're going to move on to the next award category. And this year, the award for fakest video footage of the year goes to... ABC News for their dramatic coverage of Turkey's military bombing of Kurd civilians in a Syrian border town? This video, obtained by ABC News, appears to show the fury of the Turkish attack on the border town of Talabyad two nights ago. Now, that is some startling footage that appears to show, as ABC News puts it, the assault in northern Syria. But, I don't know, I'm no expert, but it seems to me that that is not footage of a bombing, as the the anchor says there. That looks to me like gunfire at explosives of some sort. Almost as if it was done for some sort of, I don't know, gun show or something in Kentucky. Oh, that's right. That's because that's exactly what that footage is. And you've just seen the original footage, the 2017 footage, uh, taken at a gun range in Kentucky. And then the 2019 ABC News breaking news report. Live foot. This is footage from Syria, guys. Honest. Well, that lie, as I'm sure many of you have seen by now, was spectacularly exposed in the last couple of days. We'll take our cue here from Zero Hedge, which has ABC admits to using fake footage of Kurdish slaughter, um, which notes that uh, ABC News was just busted using two-year-old gun range footage while reporting on Turkey slaughtering the Kurds in the wake of U.S. withdrawal from the region. And uh, it goes to show the footage side-by-side comparison. It is the same footage. They passed off gun range footage from Kentucky as footage of Turkey slaughtering Kurds in Syria. Now, Again, the fact that this is incorrect footage is not in dispute because ABC World News tweeted out just in the past 24 hours or so, we've taken down video that aired on World News Tonight Sunday and Good Morning America this morning that appeared to be from the Syrian border immediately after questions were raised about its accuracy. ABC News regrets the error. Oh, oopsie. It seems that the crack journalists over at ABC News just accidentally dug up two-year-old footage from their archives, deliberately edited out the clearly visible Kentucky gun show crowd from that footage by cropping the footage very closely and putting it in lower quality, broadcasting it as new footage, breaking footage from Syria, and then rather than actually apologizing for this, these, this, this incident, reprimanding those involved and providing a detailed explanation for how they're going to be more transparent in the future and how this sort of thing is never going to happen again, they simply pull the video and say they regret the error. So 
Congratulations, ABC News. Of all the fake news stories of 2019, this was probably the stupidest, and that is saying something, so, well, this dino's for you. Uh, dishonorable mentions in this category will go to Emmanuel Macron, Leo DiCaprio, Madonna, and other Twitterati who jumped on the Amazon Fire hysteria earlier last year by posting pictures purporting to show the uh, uh, fires that were taken in the... Uh, at the scene, but in fact were taken in previous years in entirely different locations in Brazil and even some from India. <laughs> so that's an incredible story um, that speaks volumes about the type of uh, reporting that we get on these disasters as they're happening um, if you rely on social media for your news on such things. So I will throw a link into uh, and a hat tip to Man Bear Pig in the Corporate Report nomination uh, thread who recommended this particular story. I think it's worth uh, checking out, if only for a laugh. And this, of course, certainly is not the first and only time that uh, the mainstream media has ever creatively gotten their geography wrong for strategic political purposes. And if you are interested in that, please go back to that propaganda watch from last year where I did cover that Kentucky uh, gun show footage in more detail. Okay, we're going to move on to the next award, the next dino in tonight's gala festivities, which is the award for fakest economic statistics of the year, which goes to the Japanese government for their admission that 40% of the 56 key government economic releases that they make are in fact fake, fudged, or completely made up. Yes, that's right. The uh, Internal Affairs Ministry of Japan was forced to admit in 2019 that nearly half of their economic data is flawed. In fact, even worse, the ministry found that irregularities in 21 of the 22 sets of faulty data that they found they, they dug up amount to violations of the statistics law. In other words, criminal fraud underpins much of the useless numbers that the Japanese government gives out regarding the health of the Japanese economy. Surprise, surprise. Of course, this is not surprising at all. Don't worry, Japan, you are not alone in all of this. In fact, this is <laughs> this is the rule by far. The exception would be to find a government that actually accurately reports economic data. Of course, we know that back in 2007, one of China's top officials was caught admitting that the country's G GDP numbers were man-made and unreliable. And similar fake data scandals have plagued Argentina and India and Greece and just about every other country in the world, including, surprise, surprise, the United States. Um, but for propagating criminal fraud that could undermine your country's uh, economic standing, or at least stature in the eyes of the economic world, who <laughs> you, Japan, have earned this particular dino of shame. All right, there are so many stories that we could get into. And once again, I will implore you to look through that nominations thread uh, for the fake news stories of 2019, because there were a lot of good stories in there and some that were just more like general trends and what have you. Uh, but lots of links in there from lots of Corbett Report members that I think are worth checking out. Uh, <laughs> and I'll put in a special plug from uh, for a story from Home Remedy Supply that's... Uh, uh, it's particularly laughable. <laughs> not not particularly important, but 
laughable and does speak volumes to the way that news is reported or misreported in this fake news age. But having said that, we are running to the end of our time here. So it is time for that event, which you have all been waiting for. The giving of the prize, the fake news story of the year. What will be the fake news story of 2019? I know you're all on the edge of your seats, which is precisely why we're going to cut to a commercial break from one of our corporate sponsors. Are you a mockingbird repeater for a lying fake news organization? Concerned that no matter how many garbage clickbait fake news stories you churn out for your dinosaur media outlet that you're soon going to be replaced by a fake news AI bot? Well, you wouldn't be out of a job if you could program that fake news AI bot, now would you? At Learn to Code, we teach down-on-their-luck corporate media liars just like you how to program fake news AI bots that will churn out even more spurious content than ever before. Insert fact here, is a Russian conspiracy theory. GMOs are perfectly safe. Epstein killed himself. As your old media bosses turn more and more to their new robot overlords to create lies for their corporate masters, you'll be in one of the hottest jobs out there. So don't despair, you lying prostitutes. There's hope out there for you. You just have to learn to code. Learn to code is now endorsed by Joe Biden. Give me a break. Anybody who can churn out fake news can learn how to program, for God's sake. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. <laughs> Thank you, Learn to Code. Remember, dinosaur media reporters, don't get angry, frustrated, and lose your job. Learn to code. All right, now it is time. It is the moment we have all been waiting for breathlessly throughout the evening i hold in my hand the dino that will be bestowed on the losers of tonight's festivities those who have perpetrated the worst fake news story of the year and i have in my hand the envelope containing the slip of paper that will tell us what is the worst fake news story of 2019 and the dino goes to Epstein didn't kill himself. What? <sighs> sorry, uh, I seem to have gotten my notes confused here. Uh, oh, sorry, here it is. Okay, and the Dino 4 fake news story of 2019 goes to ABC News for it was unbelievable what we had. We had Clinton, we had everything. I've had the story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. Um, first of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Um, then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. Um, we were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will that we that also quashed the story. And then, um, and then Alan Dershowitz was also implicated in because of the planes. She told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. Um, it was unbelievable what we had. Clinton. We had everything. 
I, I tried for three years to get it on to no avail, and now it's all coming out, and it's like these new revelations, and I freaking had all of it. I, I, I'm so pissed right now. Like, every day I get more and more pissed because I'm just like, oh, my God. We, it was, um, what, what we had was unreal. Other women backing it up. Hey, yep. Brad Edwards, the attorney, three years ago saying, like, aunt, like, we, there will come a day when we will realize Jeffrey Epstein was the most prolific pedophile this country has ever known. And I had it all three years ago. Yes, it should perhaps come as no surprise that the fake news story of 2019 would swirl around one of the most remarkable stories of 2019. Remarkable not so much insofar as it was unexpected, but so much as it shows in minute detail how the fake news media operates. And that story, of course, were the dramatic events surrounding the Miami Herald's reporting on Epstein, followed by his dramatic arrest and incarceration, his first suicide attempt and put on suicide watch, and then, of course, as we all know, he killed himself in prison and that's the end of the story, right? Yeah, okay, well, that was a weird set of events and time to move on with your lives and never speak about it again. Or at least that's what the lying liars of the fake news media would like to have happen of the, uh, in this case. And that's precisely why if this entire series of events was to be encapsulated in one particular fake news story, it is ABC News' deliberate cover-up, ongoing, years-long cover-up, of the information, the documentation that they had in their hands about this story for years before the Miami Herald and others dug this up and reported on it as brand new miracle revelations. Oh, whoever knew this, this information? Well, of course, people in the alternative media who have been talking about this case for years and years knew about this information in various forms, and evidently other reporters did too. And ABC News deliberately suppressed it. Now, to be fair, this, I suppose, is not a story that was reported in 2019. In fact, it is not a story that was reported at all. And it isn't a fake news story, per se. It is a very real news story that they had that they deliberately suppressed. But I think this does encapsulate exactly how the lying liars of the fake news mainstream media were active perpetrators and, and accomplices in the cover-up of the Epstein story, without which Epstein would not have been able to operate. If without the active complicity of reporters and journalists and others who were digging up this information, not just for years, but literally for decades, and then being suppressed by editors, if that had not taken place, then this story would have been a very, very different story. So this is a perfect encapsulation of how the fake news media operates, and it brings to mind uh, many other examples of how this story and stories like it have been actively covered up in the past. Of course, the open secret that everybody in Britain, or at least everybody in the media, knew about Jimmy Savile for years and years that was deliberately covered up until after his death. Or even in the Epstein case, not just with ABC News and its deliberate suppression of the story that had been reported out, the documentation that they did have that could have at least stopped Epstein uh, and, and brought it to trial much earlier. Well, how about even earlier than that? Of course, we now know of Vicki Ward saying that she 
she had this story back in 2002 or some version thereof and that that was deliberately covered up by the editors at Vanity Fair. And then you look into Vicky Ward and you find out she's buddy buddies with Jelaine Maxwell and the rabbit hole just keeps going deeper and deeper. But it does go to sh prove the point that certainly the truth about Epstein is never going to come from these admitted and documented liars who go out of their way to suppress the truth about this story. And just as a further follow-up, just to further demonstrate the point, of course, we did get this update to that uh, ABC News story later in on uh, November 7th, 2019, uh, where it was reported that ABC News had identified the employee who had accessed the hot mic footage there of Amy Robach admitting to the cover-up of the Epstein story, and that that employee, um, who was at that now working at CBC News, had been fired. So don't worry, they will get to the bottom. They will absolutely investigate and find out who was responsible for leaking this news, and then they'll fire them. But, you know, the news itself, well, we're not going to tell the public about that even though it was all there documentably on the record. Now, again, the Epstein story is in some ways the story of 2019 because it encapsulates so much of the world that we live in and the way that it operates. But of course, you are not going to get that story from the fake news media, which is why I will throw in the show notes links to my own reporting on the Epstein case over the years, uh, the Whitney Webb articles over at Mint Press News, um, that, that went much deeper into detail about what Epstein was and how he was operating. I'll, go, I'll throw a link into Derek Bros of theconsciousresistance.com and his work that he's been doing on Epstein for years and years. And uh, you can use those as launching points at any rate to get a deeper handle on this story if you are interested, if you have been living under a rock for the past year. Um, but congratulations, ABC News, for perpetrating a cover-up of a story that you absolutely had reported and documentation and you had interviews, you had people going on the record and you deliberately covered it up for years and let a known international pedophile network continue to traffic children. You deserve, at the very least, the dino of shame fake news story of 2019. And a dishonorable mention in this category will go to The Atlantic for their piece on how the Epstein case explains the rise of conspiracy theorists, which was a particularly disgusting smear job um, by McKay Coppins over at The Atlantic, which I did talk about on Propaganda Watch. I'll throw the link in so that you can re-familiarize yourself with that. Um, but that's going to do it for this evening. Uh, as I say, there are so many fake news stories coming out on a daily basis that, of course, an award ceremony like this can only scratch the surface and hopefully highlight some of the most egregious examples. And uh, that's what I've attempted to do this time. If there are any stories that I have missed out here or that were not uh, included in the nomination thread back earlier this week, I will encourage Corporate Report members to, of course, leave those in the comments. And uh, that's going to do it. Uh, unfortunately, we've only rented out this gala festivity hall for one hour, and we're, we're already pushing time. So we're going to have to leave it here. Thank you all for coming out this evening, and I'm very much looking forward to doing this again next year. Unless, of course, there is no fake news in 2020, in which case, I guess we won't have to do this awards ceremony, right? Right. James Corbett, CorbettReport.com. The Corbett Report is brought to you by the Corbett Report subscriber. 
a weekly newsletter featuring James Corbett's International Forecaster Editorial, recommended reading and viewing, discounts on Corbett Report DVDs, and once a month, a subscriber-only video. Sign up today to start receiving your copy at corbettreport.com support.